Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Tuesday, November 6th. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Chafet de Oliveira. Uh, let's pray for the text today and for uh, today as well. Heavenly Father, just want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for always a fresh start, the opportunity just to reflect on your word. It's just a great way to begin with you. God, I ask for, uh, for your healing and for your blessing in our interactions with each other. I ask God that uh, as we reflect on what it is to be uh, uh, aligned with your mission, uh, may we be able to hear clearly what you've called us to. May we be able to see this not only in our own lives, but in the lives of those we love as well. May they be able to hear your voice. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I am reading Romans 15 today from the message paraphrase. No subheadings whatsoever in this. How odd. Yeah, I know. Okay. Those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? That's exactly what Jesus did. He didn't make it easy for himself by avoiding people's troubles, but waded right in and helped out. I took on the troubles of the troubled, is the way scripture puts it. Even if it was written in scripture long ago, you can be sure it's written for us. God wants the combination of his steady, constant calling and warm, personal counsel in scripture to come to characterize us, keeping us alert for whatever he will do next. May our dependably steady and warmly personal God develop maturity in you so that you get along with each other as well as Jesus gets along with us all. Then we'll be a choir, not our voices only, but our very lives singing in harmony in a stunning anthem to the God and Father of our Master Jesus. So reach out and welcome one another in God, to God's glory. Jesus did it, now you do it. Jesus, staying true to God's purposes, reached out in a special way to the Jewish insiders so that the old ancestral promises would come true for them. As a result, the non-Jewish outsiders have been able to experience mercy and to show appreciation to God. Just think of all the scriptures that will come true in what we do. For instance, then I'll join outsiders in a hymn sing. I'll sing to your name. And this one, outsiders and insiders rejoice together. And again, people of all nations celebrate God. All colors and races give hearty praise. And Isaiah's word, there's the root of our ancestor Jesse, breaking through the earth and growing tree tall, tall enough for everyone everywhere to see and take hope. Oh, may the God of green hope fill you up with joy, fill you up with peace, so that your believing lives, filled with the life-giving energy of the Holy Spirit, will brim, brim over with hope. Mm. Personally, I've been completely satisfied with who you are and what you are doing. You seem to me to be well-motivated and well-instructed, quite capable of guiding and advising one another. So, my dear friends, don't take my rather bold and blunt language as criticism. It's not criticism. I'm simply underlining how very much I need your help in carrying out this highly focused assignment God gave me, this priestly and gospel and gospel work of serving the spiritual needs of the non-Jewish outsiders so they can be presented as an acceptable offering to God, made whole and holy by God's Holy Spirit. Looking back over what has been accomplished and what I have observed, 
I must say I am most pleased, in the context of Jesus, I'd even say proud, but only in that context. I have no interest in giving you a chatty account of my adventures, only the wondrously powerful and transforming present words and deeds of Christ in me that triggered a believing response among the outsiders. In such ways, I have trailblazed a preaching of the message of Jesus all the way from Jerusalem far into northwestern Greece. This has all been pioneer work, bringing the message only into those places where Jesus was not yet known and worshipped. My text has been, Those who were never told of him, they'll see him. Those who've never heard of him, they'll get the message. And that's why it has taken me so long to finally get around to coming to you. But now that there is no more pioneering work to be done in these parts, and since I have looked forward to seeing you for many years, I'm planning my visit. I'm headed for Spain and expect to stop off on the way to enjoy a good visit with you and eventually have you send me off with God's blessing. First, though, I'm going to Jerusalem to deliver a relief offering to the followers of Jesus there. The Greeks, all the way from the Macedonians in the north to the Achaeans in the south, decided they wanted to take up a collection for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. They were happy to do this, but it was also their duty. Seeing that they got in on all the spiritual gifts that flowed out of the Jerusalem community so generously, it is only right that they do what they can to relieve their poverty. As soon as I have done this, personally handed over this fruit basket, I'm off to Spain with a stopover with you in Rome. My hope is that my visit with you is going to be one of Christ's more extravagant blessings. I have one request, dear friends. Pray for me. Pray strenuously with and for me, to God the Father through the power of our Master Jesus, through the love of the Spirit, that I will be delivered from the lion's den of unbelievers in Judea. Pray also that my relief offering to the Jerusalem believers will be accepted in the Spirit in which it is given. Then, God willing, I'll be on my way to you with a light and eager heart, looking forward to being refreshed by your company. God's peace be with all of you. Oh, yes. All right. So in today's uh, daily walk, and you can look at it at bold.church forward slash daily, there is a, a reference to this particular um, uh, quote inside here where he says, then we'll all be a choir, not our voices only, but our very life singing in harmony, a stunning anthem to the God and Father of our Master Jesus. And that's the reason why we have uh, this particular question uh, that comes up here in the illustration. Do you belong to a choir today? Uh, do you know what voice and part you have, and do you belong to something greater that lifts up Jesus? Oh my goodness, I wish. You know, the one thing that I found really oh, yeah. kind of it gave me a sad, yearning feeling reading this was verses 14 through 16 that say, Personally, I've been completely satisfied with who you are and what you were doing. You seem to me to be well motivated. Yeah, well I underlined that as you read it as well. Because I thought, wouldn't it be nice to hear that once in a while? <laughs> Because what we actually hear is distrust, I think, all the time mm. from our leaders about our capacity to be the kind of people that we're supposed to be. And I think, you know, we were talking yesterday mm. about mm. our responsibility as older people to younger people. And I think one yeah. of those things could be trust of saying, that actually, I think that you are a good enough person. I have faith in you to be able to, yeah, that's true. to do something and not just, oh, make sure you don't do this, make yeah, sure you yeah, don't do that. True. And that kind of constant undercurrent of, if I'm not here micromanaging you, you are going to mess up. Yeah. Um, so in terms of a choir, I feel that we're a very discordant choir, not a very melodic one. I don't feel like people are exactly singing in harmony at present. Well, and I think I think the metaphor is a really powerful metaphor because it actually it carries lots of uh, lots of ideas inside. And I think we do have a lot of prima donnas in the choir. 
um, that well, actually the beauty make of a the choir is that you could have, have loads of different voices and they blend together. They do beautifully. They but do. if you have people in there who are not really singing, but like screaming or choking yeah. or I don't know. I was explaining hiccuping. They're doing other things. Yeah, it's not going to sound so good. Yeah, I was explaining how I was a boy soprano at one point, and then I became, you know, a second bass. And so then you change positions in choir, and you you change choirs, in fact, and you you move around, and you have a different role and so on. And I think sometimes it's about recognizing that we have different functions uh, in the choir. Oh, and that maybe your function changes over time. It does. You kind of move. It does. You grow. You change. Place. You shift. And and yet we're not. It's about actually about the service uh, that you're doing, and so it's not even about trying to be the performer inside. That's about the 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 sound of what you're creating yeah, to serve I, those who are listening. Yeah, I think that being satisfied with being a cog in a big machine, which is another way of saying this, yeah, I think, yeah, is I, kind of a good thing. Now, obviously, he, he's he's doing a, a paraphrase of the text inside yes. here, and so um, the original the original passage was really talking more about uh, one voice. And the power of having one voice, and mm-hmm. so the harmony, which is actually what the church and acts. Oh, was. and then that relates back to our unity issue mm. again, always. And which is actually what this whole passage here is saying: Look, the stronger needs to be able to accept the weaker, and so we should be accommodating to be inclusive of everybody. Because Jesus says, "Look, I accept you all, and I am the unifier that brings everything." Well, together. that's what I think. The issue of unity always comes down to is what is kind of the, I guess, lowest common denominator. That's acceptable, right? Or what is the highest benchmark that we aim at and we look at and that keeps us, our eyes focused on that rather than on ourselves? Is there another way to kind of like phrase it in a way or push it in a way? So, but, I mean, what I mean tough. is that when it comes yeah. to unity, you can always add a level that will create disunity. You could always be like, okay, we're unified on this, but then what about, you know, like you and I, hey, we're unified yeah. on the subject of we love our kids or whatever. Yeah. But what about the subject of whether or not we like mushrooms on our pizza? Mm. Uh, uh, you know, you've just raised it a level. Yeah. And do you have to do that? Do you have to always raise something to a level where disunity happens and then force the other person to, oh, you have to agree with me so that we'll have unity? Yeah. You know, what is that about? And I think this is what is going on all the time. So the question is, is that raising at a level? Well, I think it is. It's or or is it lowering at a level because we're talking well, about mushrooms? I Yeah, well... I guess what I'm saying is I, I feel like it's raising it in the sense no, that it's yeah. harder to clear a bar if you think of it in it terms is. of something that you have to yeah, jump over. It is. And, and you're want, making it harder to achieve. And I wonder because then maybe we we diminish it to to a, a worse place or we make it cheaper and maybe it's actually – and so then we, we kind oh, of – Oh, that we're saying it's a low bar if yeah. it's just – Well, I, I agree like, with the low high thing yeah. is maybe unfortunate terminology if you think of it that way. But I think if the idea is that – that the gospel is supposed to be accessible to everybody, even making it that way and not creating unbearable hurdles for people is not a downside. Mm, that's true. And if we see it as cheap, or I mean, that's your problem, I think, not you, but anybody out there listening. No. If you think there's something cheap about making something accessible rather than exclusive, then I feel sorry for you. I think yeah. that's really sad. Yeah. Um, I don't know no, why like you would that. feel that I way. Like that. Well, look, our time is up for today, and so this is uh, this is still a perplexing passage, and so it's still a lot of challenges inside here. Let me repeat the question for you. Do you belong to a choir today? Do you know what voice and part you have? Do you belong to something greater that lifts up Jesus? Think about that. Uh, look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church.
And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love. Thank you.